What's up, my greats? Hope everybody's good. Hope everybody's surrounded by genuine people. Welcome to another episode of the Manny D. Rosa podcast. I am obviously Manny D. Rosa. Oh my God, I, I kind of missed a couple of weeks doing the podcast, so I'm, I'm glad to be back. So much things going on in the background. Recently partnered with some folks to kind of expand on one area of what I do and trying to build an opportunity that I could pass on to other folks looking to kind of level up financially. So I'm working on that. I can't get into that too much, but I want to build an opportunity. I'm trying to build an opportunity with some folks that I could pass on to some people who are looking to change their lives financially and do more for their families and stuff like that. So that's kind of exciting. Been working on that lately um heavy also on the tail end of completing the book so more on that later trying to bring some information to our communities as well um so a lot of exciting things going on in the background so when you don't see an episode <laughs> come up then you know oh man he gotta be busy and shit but i'm trying to stay consistent and so I, i'm hop on here there's something i want to talk about that uh i think is real important as you can tell by the title as you can tell by the title of this episode um i want to talk about business is good business is good it's funny how business over the years became the bad guy (laughs) you know thanks to hollywood i want to say late 70s early 80s all of a sudden we started seeing more and more as far as television shows and movies whether real life or animated we started seeing more and more of the villains more of the bad guys who were wealthy who were millionaires you know what i'm saying we could go through i could spend the whole podcast just giving a list of rich villains in shows or movies or animations like kingpin lex luther dr doom i could go on and on and on so and we know the power of media so i I could do a whole episode on that so now we're to the point where some of us when we see rich people we automatically think oh he must have screwed a bunch of people over along the way to amass that amount of wealth (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? To amass that that amount of fortune. Like, you know, they do we just look at, at millionaires as people who there's no way they got rich without screwing some people over along the way. You know what I'm saying? Like there has to be some nefarious behavior that, you know, a millionaire has to have that side of them, that part of their personality in order to make it, you know, to that lifestyle. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We just naturally believe that. We just naturally want to hate on people with money for some reason. You know what I'm saying? So, and I'll give you, I'll give you a perfect example. So I used to work this regular job a while back and I had two friends at the job. One worked in my department and the other one worked in a different department, but he often came to my department because his department and my department, like there was a lot of stuff that we did together, you know? So he would walk over to my department and get some information or bring some paperwork over and we would talk and chat and, you know, we were both basketball fans. So, you know, he's a diehard net fan. I'm a diehard Nick fan. And we would talk about, you know, the game from the night before or talk about the playoffs or talk about basketball or whatever and joke and whatever so two friends right the one who worked in my department great dude um such a genuine personality his background he comes from i want to say lower middle class family they didn't have a little but they didn't have a lot you know blue collar hard work and his father held the same job for 30 years before he retired that's his background um the other guy 
kind of comes from a family who's well off. You know, his father's like the the head of surgery at a hospital, lives in a big house. I've been to his house, met his mother, great family. He had the opportunity to stay at home. He never moved, you know, like right away, we want to move out of our parents' house. He stayed there and worked and saved his money. Um, and he, by the time he hit his early 30s, he met the love of his life. And when he got married, he moved his wife into his parents' house. Now, mind you, the house is big enough for, he was an only child, so the house is big enough for his mother, father, him, and his wife to live there without seeing each other. Like, that is a big house. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So he was able to move his wife into his parents' house so they could save some money for a year or two. So when he moved his wife out of, when he moved his wife out of his parents' house, they was able to move into a house that he bought, that they bought. So they went from living to the parents' house, saved the money, moved out into his ho own home that he bought. Like, his, his father was able to give him a head start start you know what i'm saying and he was able to like who moves out of their parents house into their own house that they own so that's that was good for him so i say that all of that backstory just to paint this picture this so one day i'm working with the guy who works in my department we're working and then the other guy from the other department comes over to us and he you know we start talking business you know um job related stuff he he had to bring me some reports or whatever and then we joke for a few minutes and then he heads back to his department as soon as he turns the corner he's out of sight the gentleman next to me my friend who works with me in my department he starts bad-mouthing him the other guy <laughs> you know he's like oh he never worked a day in his life and he's this is spoiled and that, that, that. like he just goes on and on and i'm like wait i never knew you had an issue with him from i always saw you always got along with him you have an issue with him like you, you all got beef or, like what's going on like uh, it caught me by surprise he goes no I don't, I don't have no problem with him i said so why are you bad-mouthing him and he got oh he starts making comments about the guy's money <laughs> you know what i'm saying and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute hold on i said so you have no issue with him you know y'all always got as long as we've been working here together y'all always got along but secretly you really have an issue because in your head he comes from money that's your issue with him you know like that i couldn't believe what i was hearing and i'm like so let me explain something this, then i'm gonna tell you exactly what i told him this is what i told him i said let me explain something to you i said in this country everybody came from somewhere right and he's like yeah of course i said unless you're native american indian <laughs> everybody came from somewhere whether it was you your parents your grandparents your great-grandparents everybody came from another country to this country can we agree on that he was like of course yeah that makes sense we know we all know that what's your point so i said well everybody who comes to this country comes to this country poor nobody comes nobody le nobody's rich in their country and comes to this country looking for opportunity <laughs> you know what i'm saying so everybody comes here comes here poor and looks for opportunity to better their life right so me personally i told him i've seen three different things happen right i've seen people be poor in their country come to this country and generation after generation they just pass down poverty and never take advantage of the opportunities in this country i've seen that firsthand right i've also and and mind you i understand that if you come from a third world country where you grew up and most of your childhood you were barefooted and there was no indoor plumbing and then you come to you grow up and come to the united states and you live in the hood it might be a step up <laughs> so it's easy to get used to damn i got i could flush the toilet and i you know i got shoes i could go get a job I, you know what i'm saying so it might be a step up so that's one situation i, I get it so another situation that i've seen personally is 
people come here and within the, within the first year of being here, they start, they, their goal, their number one goal is to be in business. We go into the United States to start a business. And whether it's they hook up with relatives that are already here or have something established or save money and came here and the family sets them up in business. I've seen, I'll give you two examples. I've seen like a family member, I've seen a brother come from the Middle East, come to this country, get a job and be the stock boy in an electronics store. And then when he gets promoted to be a salesman, he brings his other brother over to give him the stock boy job. And then when the older brother uh, gets promoted to be a manager, the stock boy brother gets promoted to be a salesman, they send for the third brother and he becomes a stock boy. And then the three of them working in the store, save money, save money, and then they put their money together and set the oldest brother up in business. He opens his own store. And then they make money, set the second brother up, third brother. So by you know after a few years, all three brothers own businesses. Fast forward seven years later, they all they all three brothers own several businesses and start getting into real estate and developmental. You know, they start developing properties and and uh, the oldest brother owner owns right to this day owns a few strip malls in in New York and you know so that was the plan to come here go in business. <laughs> you know, I've also seen somebody I used to work for a Korean gentleman who the Korean community where I worked all the business owners were part of this association that they used to pay all the business owners paid monthly dues and then every year there was a waiting list back in Korea and they'd send for the next relative on the list and as soon as he got here they set up set him up in business and then all the owners would pay dues again for a whole year and then bring the next relative on the list and set him up in business so that would build the economic structure of the community because everybody they brought over had to own a business <laughs> you know what i'm saying so people come here with the intent on being in business i've seen that firsthand third situation that you see a lot is people come here poor and a few generations go by and they pass on poverty from generation to generation to generation. And then there's one person in the family that comes along and he feels the need to change the financial trajectory of his family. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He don't want, he saw grandpa was poor. He saw um, mom and dad were poor and he wants something different. He wants to walk in his purpose. He wants to chase his dreams. He wants to chase his goals. And he sets up his business and has something to leave the next generation and gives the next generation a head start so that his kids could build on that and do, you know what I'm saying? Like that situation. So this uh, to explain to him, there's three different stories. Now, our friend that worked in the other department, whose father was the surgeon, that was his story. His great grandfather was poor his grandfather was poor and it was his father who felt the calling to be in medicine and went to school you know went to college went to med school became a specialist became a surgeon and you know worked his way up the ranks is now the head of surgery at a hospital and he was able to grow financially for his family and provide a good life for his family for his son and was able to pass down opportunity and a head start to his son who's my friend and then him and his, my, my friend and his new wife just had a baby boy. So now the grandson, he stands to inherit grandpa's house and dad's house. So that gives him an even bigger head start. You know what I'm saying? Which is the way it's supposed to be. That's what we should be aiming for. <laughs> you know, we should be using people who did it as an example, not hate on them because they did it different than we, you know, it's, it, it makes more sense. Oh, he got money. He should be more like us. He should be poor like us. 
Like, that don't even make no sense to me. You know, but we naturally, I say, I say that that was a long-winded story, but I say all of that to say, like, we just naturally want to hate on people with money. Like, there has to be something wrong with them for no reason when they're the ones that are doing it right. And if you're not looking at what you're capable of and you're not chasing your goals and, ch- and you, you, you decided to take your life and settle in mediocrity, you want to look at the people who are doing it right like they're doing something wrong. I don't know. Um, In the Bible, it says, a dream cometh through a multitude of business. Me speaking personally, I own Jam 3 Productions, a music production company. I launched recently an independent film company, um, Dominant Vision Films. I've always owned Max Publishing under the umbrella of MD Rosa Media. I also... Um, in the process of launching MD Rosa Solutions, which is a more financial literacy um, business, based business. So that sounds like a multitude of business. That's what, that's what we should be looking at. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm not going to get into like, I'm not going to turn this into a business structure episode, but that sounds like a multitude of business. So the Bible says, you know, your dream, a dream cometh through a multitude of business. That's what we need to be doing. In fact, there are so many verses in the good book that talk about being in business. I mentioned this before, that it almost seems like God wants us to be in, wants Christians, Catholics to be in business. Um, 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 11 and 12 says, and to make it your ambition to lead a quiet life, you should mind your own business and work with your hands just as we told you so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders and so that you will not be dependent on anybody pay attention now this now this is what it means to me this is what it means to me you should mind your own business now that's not today's speak <laughs> that's not modern day speak when this is mind your own like if somebody's asking you way too many questions you're like mind your yo mind your business <laughs> you know like that's not what that means mind means to take care of to mind your own like take care of your own business so you know what i'm saying that's telling you that you should be in business for yourself uh, mind your own business and work with your hands obviously back then you know a lot of the, the the businesses were working with leather or a blacksmith or so a lot of the business were you working with your hands um there was no you know website coding or you know anything like that computer programmers uh, there wasn't that so work with your hands so it's telling you you should be in business so that your daily life may win the respect of outsiders how do you do that pay your bills on time how's that <laughs> So that you may not be dependent on anybody, so that you lack nothing. Own your own business, pay your own bills on time, lack nothing. That sounds like a nice godly approach to me. Especially when you're talking about working to make your dreams come true. I've never met anybody living their dream life while working for somebody else. Uh, When actually, what you're doing is you're working so the owner of the business you work for, so his dreams come true. That's why they always say, go after your dreams and make them come true, or someone will hire you would to make their dreams come true but here's what we have to do now in the book of genesis the lord said to abram this is so powerful i love this in the book of genesis the lord said to abram go from your country from your people from your father's household to a land i will show you i will make you into a great nation and i will bless you i will make your name great and you will be a blessing i will bless those who bless you and whoever curses you i will curse and all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you oof you know what that says to me two things actually why do you have to leave i mean that's a whole list of blessings (laughs) that's a whole list of blessings he said go from your country Go from your people. Go from your father's house. 
right? To a land that I will show. He's telling him to go somewhere he never been before to another country. He said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's a whole lot of blessing. But first, what did he have to do? He had to get out of his comfort zone. He had to get comfortable being comfortable because now he's leaving his family, leaving his father's house, leaving his country, going to a whole nother land. So no growth happens in your comfort zone. That's one. That, that, that's, what, that's what that says to me. Number two is sometimes you can't live up to your potential being around people you know. You can't. I know in our culture, we're like, oh, day ones. I love my day ones. I'm always be loyal to my day ones. But you want to know something? I love me some day twos. <laughs> I love me some day twos. Because if you look at it, you didn't choose your day ones. Your environment chose your day ones. And cool, I get it. The loyalty, the respect. You know, I got a history with that per with these people that I grew up with from the block. I get all of that. They was down when I had beef. They had beef. They was there for me. But we hung out. We got memories together. We drank. We chased chicks together. We do. I get it. I get it. I love, I still to this day love the guys that I grew up with in the old neighborhood. Cool, I get it. But once you start growing and you start chasing your dreams and you start changing your financial situation and you start growing your business and you start walking in your purpose, my mother used to always say, not everybody is meant to be in every chapter of your book. And I believe that as you walk your path, God puts the right people in your path as you need them, right? So day twos are the ones that we actually chose. Get it? All right. So if you look at Abram, he came from a family of idol worshipers. So how could he fulfill God's wishes or walk in God's purpose or do God's work while he's living in his father's household? And it's, he comes from a family of idol worshipers, which is the exact opposite of what God is telling him to do. He got to leave. <laughs> he got to leave. Not only that, Abram, the name means high father, and we know he couldn't have children. So every time someone called his name, maybe there was some kind of shame because he was the high father who couldn't be a father. So he had to go somewhere else. He had to go be somebody else. Sometimes we have to go where nobody knows us to reinvent ourselves because sometimes your environment is what holds you down. Sometimes the people around you won't let you live down who you used to be. And again, God said, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you. I will make your name great. You will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse those who curse you. And all the peoples on earth will be blessed through you. That's a whole lot of blessings. All you got to do is get out your comfort zone and you receive a whole bunch of blessings. <laughs> you got to believe that. He had to leave where he was in his present life, go somewhere else in order to be great. So all you have to do is get away from your comfortable surroundings, from the people who knew the past you, then you're able to grow and receive blessings and live a different life. Understand the Bible says Abram was very rich in cattle, silver, and gold. I don't know about you, but that sounds like business to me. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, in fact, a bunch of the characters, um, a bunch of the guys that we see, I don't want to say characters, um, like it's a play or something, but a lot of the guys we see in the Bible, Abram, Job, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob, they were all businessmen. Solomon was a businessman. Yeah, he was a king, but uh, his business acumen was on a whole nother level. Uh, Matthew chapter 13, 
Jesus multiple times compared um, the kingdom of heaven to a business and not to a church. Of course, I'm not saying businesses should replace churches. I'm not saying that because business is a God's idea for his people to be taken care of. You know what I'm saying? That's God's idea. Like one of my mentors, mentor always says, business is a good idea because business is a God idea. You just have to apply the principles from the good book into your business to watch it flourish. And I think I've said this before, like me growing up, I always looked at the Bible as a as a religious book, right? And I don't think that does it enough justice. Now I look at it like a life's guide. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I feel like, and I've, I've probably said this before on this, on this podcast, where like if you want to be a better person, a better human being, it's in the book. If you want to have a stronger marriage, it's in the book. If you need principles that you want to grow your business on, you want to be in business, it's in the book. And I could go on and on and on and on. So it's like a guide for you to walk in your life, walk in your purpose. And there's certain guides, <laughs> there's certain like principles that you should apply to what you're doing in your life. And it makes things a lot easier. Just calling it, I just feel like calling it a religious book is not doing it enough justice. Uh, remember, generations ago, men worked on their own land and made their own way. They were at home with their wives, helping to raise their children until the industrial revolution happened. And it took men out of the home because now they had to leave home to go to work. And the wealthy grew their wealth on the backs of all the men that worked under them, that worked for them. And now this was a whole different program, but it's not what God intended. I never heard of someone getting wealthy by working harder for someone else. It just doesn't work that way. That's not the way it works. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Don't get comfortable, you know, because then we get comfortable in mediocrity. That weekly paycheck is just designed to give you just enough. <laughs> now, if you're happy with just enough, then this episode is not for you. In fact, this podcast is not for you. So you could just shut it down right now. <laughs> you have to chase your dreams. You have to go after your goals. You have to tap into your God-given gifts. You have to figure out how to walk in your purpose. God gave us all these gifts. We just have to learn how to tap into them and walk in our purpose and build a business around them. Remember, money and business are not evil. There's a lot of good people in the world with a lot of good money doing a lot of good things on this earth, but it'll never make the five o'clock news. So always remember, business is a good idea because business is a God idea. And I think I'll leave it right there. As always, in parting, dare to be great people. Peace. Peace.